How do we respond to bad news? I think this question can be answered in this weekend's reading as we have this heart-wrenching gospel. And I think it's important to put ourselves into this story. How do we respond? Are we like the wicked one that the Book of Wisdom talks about today? Who wants to cause the righteous one to stumble? Or are we the one who control our passions of evil and envy from within, as our letter to St. James instructs us this weekend? As we put ourselves into the gospel, we know that Jesus ministers, he heals, he encourages others, he preaches, he challenges some, he casts out demons, and we know he goes to Jerusalem where he will go on Calvary to suffer, to die, and to rise. Now on his way to Calvary in the Gospel of Mark, we know three times he prepares his apostles and he predicts his passion, his suffering, his death and resurrection. Last weekend, Peter said, Heaven forbid, Lord, I will do anything to not make this happen. And Jesus says probably the most four difficult words anybody would want to hear. Get behind me, Satan. You're thinking, not as God does, but as the world does. We are called to get behind, to follow him, to suffer with him, to die with him, and to rise with him. Today we get the second prediction of the passion. And it says the disciples left and they went through Galilee. And he says the Son of Man will be beaten, killed, and three days later he will rise. Obviously, they arrive in the little city of Capernaum on their journey. And whenever our Lord asks a question, he knows the answer. But he asks his disciples, what were you arguing about on the way? They were all silent. No answer. Why were they arguing? They were arguing who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. Imagine this. These men that left everything to follow him. Imagine yourself in this passage. You're diagnosed with a terminal illness. Maybe stage 4 cancer or right before brain or heart surgery. You only have a few months to live, and your closest family members and friends are told about the terrible news, and as right before you're ready to die, they ask you, what will you do with your vehicle? What will you do with your house? What will you do with your possessions? He's not even dead yet. And today they're arguing for honor and fame. Those who will sit on his right and on his left, they're looking for honor and prestige and power. Imagine the pain going through Jesus' mind as he's already thinking about Calvary. How would you answer if you were in Jesus' shoes? But Jesus takes the time and he's going to teach them on the way to Jerusalem about three things. Three things that are very near and dear to our Lord's heart. 
And today we're going to get the first one about kids and children. In Mark 9 and 10, we'll also hear about money. We'll hear about marriage. Why? These are three things we should have in place as we prepare to die. What about our children? You know, Jesus puts a child in our midst today and he says, let the children come to me. Obviously, children are part of an estate. And I always encourage parishioners to consider the church as an extra child when you fill out your living will. Why? Maybe there was a part in time in your life that you did not give to the church as much as you should. You can still give to the church even if you are passing away. So he's going to talk to them about children. He's going to talk to them about marriage. Why it's unlawful to divorce. In the mind of Moses and in the mind of our God. He wants them to stay together as a family. As a union of love. Then he's going to talk to them about money. The rich young man who had many possessions. Who left that day very sad. And this is all about getting our temporal affairs way behind us. And today the, the disciples of our Lord, they fall way behind when he's done with these three teachings. Why? They want the honor. They want, they do not want to do the work to get there, but they want a base in the glory. Does that sound like anybody in the world today? Where that first reading today talks about the wicked trying to trip up the righteous. That might look in the Western world like the modern culture that does not want to listen to a word the church has to say in the teachings. Today, Jesus gives us the image of a child. Why? A young child is humble. They are open. They're willing to learn. They're coachable. And he's going to give them a lesson on service and what it means to be a servant. And he says, if that is you, if anyone wishes to be first, he shall be last and serve. Serve the child. How? Who are the children of God? The children of God are you and me that fill the pews as God's family. And this weekend, I'm going to ask you to fill out a time and talent survey so that the office can not only update our database, but ways for you to get involved to serve all the children of God in our parish. In our parish, there are some 1,400 households in our books. Of them, 1,131 are active families. Of the 1,131 active families, there are 2,479 individuals in our parish. That's as big as my hometown where I grew up in rugby. It's a nice sized community. The problem is, we have very few lectors. In fact, about three weeks ago, there wasn't any sacristans for our weekend masses because of family deaths of the people that do it every week. The bigger problem is, of the 2,479 members, we only have 28% mass attendance 
on a given weekend as their numbers have varied from 705 to 758 with all four masses. Today I'd like you to reflect. Do I give 10% of my time back to God? After all, God has given me 168 hours this past week. What percent do I spend with God, either in prayer or trying to be a minister to serve the poor, to reach out in the outreach of the needy? Do I give 10% of my talent? After all, my talents have been given to me by Him, by Him alone. Without Him, we are nothing. And Abraham doesn't only teach us about our time and our talent. He says, what about 10% of our treasure? Now, I'm reminded of one of my close friends in seminary who is a priest in Kansas. And in his particular parish, anybody who ties 10% is given a free Catholic education. And he said when they got there, it was amazing because the budget every year was pushed to the limits. But when people brought in their taxes and proved their 10% tithing, they not only had money for free education for every family in a Catholic school, they had a pretty free professional psychiatrist, a free professional doctor, and a free professional mentor, counselor, to those who are struggling. It's amazing what happens when we get back to God. And last weekend, in the insert of the bulletin, I asked you to look at, you know, what are the different ministries that you could possibly help our parish out with. And now this weekend, I'd like those of you sitting on the end of the pew to please take your packet and a pencil or pen and pass them out to the individuals in your pew. And when we have done that, we're going to begin with our stewardship prayer on the back page as we begin our Time and Talent Sunday. Choir loft is sitting empty. Ushers, if you have any that you could run upstairs, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Oh, they got them. They're waving. Thank you, guys. All right. So let's pray the stewardship prayer together. My parish is composed of people like me. I help make it what it is. It will be friendly if I am friendly. It will be holy if I am holy. His pews will be filled if I help fill them. It will do great work if I work. It will be prayerful if I pray. It will make generous gift to many causes if I am a generous giver. It will bring others into his worship if I invite and bring them. It will be a parish of loyalty and love, of fearlessness and faith, of compassion, charity, and mercy. If I, who make it what it is, am filled with these same things. Therefore, with the help of God, I now dedicate myself to the task of being all things that I want my parish to be. Amen. Now, if we flip this over, our database needs to be updated. Bonnie tells me in the office. Some of you no longer have landlines. We do not know your telephone number, how to get a hold of you. So please fill out the top portion for Bonnie's sake for the computer. Obviously your name, your home phone number if you have one. Your children, oldest to youngest, that line's not very long for some families. You can write underneath it if you need to. Obviously your address, city, zip. Now we're gonna look for also this on this for your email address. Not to bombard you, 
but to send out different messages throughout the year. If there's a snowstorm, what's going to happen? You can receive the same notice through your email and your cell phone if you give us your numbers. You will not receive these messages if you don't get them. There's different things that go on and it's not that it's going to be used and bombarded. So if you want to receive uh, messages via text, you need to check the first box. This can be done. If you want us to receive messages through email, that can be done by checking the second box. If you check the first and second box, the problem with your text is you only get 70 characters. 70 letters we can send you where the email gives you the full details of the whole message that goes out. So if you'd like to receive these, please mark those boxes. Now we get into parish leadership. And I'd like you to write the first name of the individual or if you have multiple individuals that would like to serve in these capacities. The parish council or the school board, the tabernacle board, the Calvary Cemetery Committee, the stewardship committee, or the liturgy human concerns, or faith formation. I'll give you time at the very end of this homily to fill these out so you're not rushed. So you can please look at these. Parish ministries, coffee and donuts has now started. Maybe you want to help with that. Or decorating the church or vacuuming the church. Maybe a sponsoring couple, helping couples prepare for marriage. Right now, I believe Deacon Tom and Mary are the only couple we have. And we have seven weddings in the next two months. They get tired. If we had a committee, you could maybe do one or two couples a year to help them out. Child care. Obviously, some parents need that to attend occasional meetings, especially sacraments or different CCD events or school events. Parish office. Bonnie needs help with mailing. Cemetery needs mowing. The janitor needs assistance, especially as he goes on vacation. So we flip the page. We have adult catechesis. Maybe you're interested in helping with the RCIA, which just started. Maybe being a mentor, or maybe just simply walking with somebody in the journey of faith. The Curseal Weekend has been alive, and if you're interested in making a Curseal a three-day weekend retreat, that would be for you. We also have young adult participants with different activities throughout the year. Notice I no longer qualify for that, as it looks like I'm a little bit too old. But here's where we're going to get to the nuts and the bolts for Sunday. Sacristan. If you're interested, put your name on the line and check which masses you would like to attend and help out with, with these different ministries. Now I know some of you might have four altar servers. That line is not long enough. Make sure you write the names in. That way the office can see who we are dealing with. Lector. I think when I arrived, 1030 Mass only had two different lectors who rotated. Obviously our list has 12. There's a lot of people that are not coming back yet. Maybe this is your time and your call to step up to proclaim God's message to God's people. There's different ways we can serve God's children. Usher, you know, gift bearer. We talked about no sacristy in our altar servers. Today we looked for altar servers right before Mass started. Thanks to the Wolf Boys, they weren't even scheduled. They step up to help out in our time of need. How about readers or rosary leaders before Mass? Piano accompanists, organ accompanists. The last line is going to come later this year. Can I commit to one hour of weekly adoration? 
Now, when it comes to music ministry, we look for people to play masses at the academy Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. You can help out one of those days or multiple days. Circle the days that work for you. And all the Basilica Choir is always looking for new members. Our youth choir, we're also looking for participants, grades 7 to 12, to try to revive that and bring that back. Maybe you'd like to be a choir director for the youth. That's you and you got the talents. One way to serve God's people. The Sunday Night Mass, a new life group, is the music that plays for the Sunday Night Mass. Or maybe you have other instruments and name the instrument that we'd like to use at Christmas or Easter or the big liturgies. You know, we got the beautiful cantors who are leading today. Maybe you'd like to lead at Mass. I know we are very short in that area as well. Or a children's choir, which is grades three to six, and a director. Obviously, we're still working out logistics with the sound system. So maybe you're one of those techie people who likes to work behind the scenes. There's many opportunities here. Now, as we go to the service ministry, obviously there's the Knights of Columbus, the funeral luncheon, prayer shawl, or the faith-based quilting, or the adoration committee, or provide desserts for funerals, or prayer chain warrior. This last one is a very big need, as I can tell you, going to the jail. Right now, the jail has nobody from Jamestown visiting them. There's four men, I believe, that come from Valley City every week. And one of them is a deacon, and he says, Father, try to get some people from your parish involved, because when the roads get icy and it's snowing out, my guys don't like to come. After all, the jail is in your town. We like to help you out. But if you'd like to provide ministry to the jail, I know there's one or two individuals that would like to become Catholic in there that have talked to me. One would like to be baptized. There is a ministry there. I know that's not for everybody, but there is a great need there. Now the Faith Formation Office, I guess they're always looking for catechist teachers, because it is Catechetical Sunday, and assistants just to work beside the teachers. Obviously, you show up and you help the teacher, whatever the teacher needs. You have the times and the, whatever you'd like to sign up for. We have middle school. We have the faith formation child care. Next year, we'll probably be bringing back the life team program for our high school kids. And we're going to be looking for small group leaders. You don't have to teach. You have to mentor the kids. Everything will be provided. Many people say, Father, I can't teach. You can't, but you can facilitate a discussion for six to eight people. That's what that's about. Faith Formation Office help. They always need help behind the scenes. Then obviously Vacation Bible School happens the one week during summer. Maybe a small group leader or a kitchen server. Or to run a slideshow or compile it or to be a cook or a helper. Obviously we get to youth ministry. There's volunteers there. Chaperones for different events like Steubenville or NCYC. Or host families for different retreats that might come in during the year, one or two nights. Maybe you have a home with six bedrooms and you're the only one living there. Could you open up your rooms so that when people come to town they'd have a place to stay? Or a summer activity coordinator or snacks and treats for special events. The University of Jamestown also has an outreach. We're looking for Bible study leaders, people to help out at the block party one night a week or a year, not one night a week, but one night a year, maybe to help set up, maybe to help tear down, or just to be there to greet people. Or a Bible study participant. 
Now we flip to the back page, we're just about done. We have the academy. The academy is a very important part of our parish to form the whole child, body, mind, soul, and spirit. Maybe you would like to be a volunteer coordinator that they call you as needed. Or maybe you'd like to be on the PTO committee, which helps organize many events behind the scene. Maybe you have a good relationship working with other peoples and you want to help with advancement and prepare the academy for years to come. Obviously, the office over there is always looking for assistance as well as the playground. All of us know that the Hope Dinner is coming the first weekend in October. There's different committees and you'd like to be involved, circle the ones you'd like to apply for or work with. We have a recruitment committee who tries to recruit new families as they move into town. Would you like to serve with that? Giving Hearts Day is one day a year, set up and tear down and thank you notes. Takes many people, many hands to make the project a success. Cafeteria assistants coming to help out at lunchtime or building the grounds or even a substitute teacher, if that's you in the pew, it's a paid position. Please take the next several minutes to look at this, to apply this. And when you are done, you have two options. You can either fold it and drop it in the collection basket. Or if you need more time after Mass today, there is a box by the office. You can drop them in on your way out of church. Let's take the next few moments to fill this out and ask yourself the question, what can I do to give 10% of my time back to God and 10% of my talent and 10% of my treasure? Jesus says today, if you want to be first, you need to be a servant. Service begins serving his people. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.